it's not the fly by night union. It's more, it's, it's more, ab- it's more, ab- it's more abatillary than Honolulu, unfortunately. In <laughs> <laughs> Barry Island, exactly. And my family have lived really close to Barry Island. It's not far oh, from okay. there. Okay, yeah. So. I'm where I'm from is a, a seaside town in Ireland. So what, where are you from in Ireland? In Waterford, a Waterford. small town. Yeah, a small but, town called Tremor in Waterford, like a seaside town. So Waterford is the crystal, right? So because I, yeah, yeah. So I, I interestingly, this is a, a sort of. A, I did a job for the Irish Tourist Board about four years ago, where oh, I spent okay. about two weeks in a in a camper van traveling around an island, um, and just photographing. And one of the places they sent me was to the Waterford Crystal place, basically. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing, though. It's skilled, right? The skill that the labor yeah. of those guys is phenomenal. Like the stuff they can make. Yeah, they say they, no, they, it, Sorry, go on. No, no, yeah, no. They're right. It was, it was. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, a lot of the. I don't know. Are they still making crystal in Waterford? Or yeah. Well, yeah, they, 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 the guys are apparently like they, they go on this. You know, they start as a a beginner and they spend 30 mm. years until they become a master craftsman apparently mm. you know and yeah it was just just this watching this the skill of it was just mind-blowing yeah. to be honest yeah um, uh no i mean a lot of a lot of people i went to school with like their dads worked in the in the crystal factory you know and, and there was just like everywhere was there was just crystal everywhere in people's houses like they'd have a good room <laughs> yeah <laughs> have a good room and it'd be it'd just be full of Waterford crystal from you know like uh, presents and stuff. <laughs> one of one of the apprentice pieces they used to do, I think, was uh, walking sticks, which seems completely bizarre to me. Like crystal walk. walk my sticks. grandfather had one of those. Yeah. My uh, really, yeah, 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 yeah. My well, I've got um, so my roots are in uh, Blarney. Mm. I've never been. I've never even been to Ireland, no. if I'm being brutally honest. Okay. I, I need to go. But, yeah, that, I've got, like, uh, my great-grandparents are from Blarney. Mm, nice, Dan. So uh, yeah, that no, that's, must that's, be why he had that crystal walking stick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just, yeah, they're just, uh, what did I say, apprentice pieces, because obviously, you know, and you just go around people's houses, and it, I never thought anything of it, like, oh, look, there's a glass walking stick up on the on the wall, like, <laughs> Hang on a sec. Yeah, think about it, right? That doesn't seem particularly practical. Yeah. Are you going to do an intro, Dan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. We were kind of in the chat then. I forgot we were doing a podcast. I was just catching up. Um, All right. Yeah. Yeah, let me jump in. Hi, I'm Dan Higgerson, and welcome to the Idle Hands Society, a community for creatives. He had ice cream for breakfast. We're joined today by Paul Bentz. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And we're also joined by artist and photographer... David O'Mara. Hello. Finally got your name. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks. Delighted to be here. It's, it's great. Delighted to have you. Mm. You're actually only down the road from me as well, right? I am, yeah, yeah. I'm in, I've been uh, living in, in Strood for six years now, um, slowly doing up a, a small house, which is taking a long time. <laughs> does, it, does it take longer to do up your own house than anybody else's? It's a lot longer. <laughs> a lot longer. So I'm a, I'm an unreliable payer. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, so we keep... I, yeah, no, no, it's, it's great, it's fine, but I work on building sites five days a week, most times, and so weekends doing DIY is just not very appealing. Sometimes I have to try and sort of fit... 
it, it sort of goes up and down. So sometimes I, I'm really into doing DIY and then other times I just want to be making uh, photographs and photo books. So, yeah, it's hard to fit it all in. Not enough hours in a yeah. day, right? No, no, there's not. So, How yeah. do your colleagues cope with you running around with a camera all day? They don't care. They're, they're, like, I mean, I work with a lot of really nice people um, who, are, who are like genuine friends of mine. So they don't, they don't care, really. Do you, know? do you work I with mean, the same people all the time? Is that the same I, I, crew? Or? Yeah, yeah, quite. Yeah, I work on my own quite a bit the last few years. Certainly since just before the pandemic, I was doing, I was working more on my own. And then there's a sort of network of people I know, like carpenters, and you sort of turn up on the same jobs or you all get recommended for the same job. And you, oh, you're here. Okay. So, uh, but, but no one, a couple of people have complained to me about taking their photograph, but. I, I, it's not know, like a serious complaint. I imagine it's just a bit of a. Come on. I, I worked with some odd people, like, you know. It's, you? it's not always. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, I bet. Yeah. I bet you see all sorts, though, right? It can be yeah, difficult yeah. as well, right? You get difficult clients and easy yeah, clients. Yeah. I've, I've never photographed the client. That seems to, that's, that's uh, yeah, a step too far for me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not, it's not <laughs> that really might be quite tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no. Pe- generally, people they don't really care the the guys I work with, um, and I, I suppose it, it, it reminds me a lot that that I know everyone thinks if you're involved in the photo world, it feels like a big big universe. But if you've sort of got one foot in and one foot out, it's really very small, you know. And mm-hmm. and it's like, oh yeah, I take photographs. All right, do you? Yeah, fine. And it's, it's like, okay. Do what, they ever like, see them? Yeah, but they're not very interested. It's not, do you know, I, I think that's the thing as well. It, it, it's, it can be quite sort of a, a niche interest. I think. And and I'd, I'd be quite excited as well um, about some of the photographs. And, you know, or I'd show them a book and I can see them sort of just being polite. Oh, that's nice. Did you do that yourself? Yeah. Amazing. And then, and then, the sort of like after a while, and then why? (laughs) Yeah. Why do you do it? Yeah. Why? Do you make any money out of it? No. Why? Do you know? So yeah, it's 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 sort of like different parameters for for. doing it so but yeah can, and then, then what do you tell lunch. them david when they ask uh, why, what do you tell them i i probably avoid the question i can't say you know because why i did start taking photographs was because i was really bored at work and uh yeah it was just something to take me out of uh, out of the environment i mean <clears throat> i was always an artist stroke photographer and and I, this this job working on building sites was a stopgap, like a painter and decorator. And I thought, oh, I'll do that for a couple of years, you know, till I get my first major museum show, like you know. And and uh, well, <laughs> 20, twenty years later, and it's like, okay, uh, back off, back off down to Farronball then to get another thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going to ask you a question. I was thinking this in the car. I was because I've been I've been following you for a while, mm. and and. 
so you you became a painter and decorator mm. and then and then your work basically because you became a painter and decorator was it became about about painter and decorator right it became about that world yeah. that you were living in and Ooh. i was thinking if you'd never become a painter and decorator what do you think you would have photographed otherwise what would you where would your work have gone do you think i i always struggled with that so i'm i'm, I'm kind of grateful that uh, I, I do have access to building sites. Well, as, as a student, I, I mean, I really struggled with, well, what do I make work about? Uh, and that's why I started off um, collecting photographs rather than taking them. And I think there's a lot of insecurity as well about the photographs I was taking, sort of like, you know, are they any good or not? Or and I thought, Well, no, sort of. But so then it was a uh, yeah, try another avenue. So, presume I would have just fallen into something like you know. I okay. mean, yeah. But fortunately, like working on building sites, being a painter is is a rich scene. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. No, it must have been given. What it must have, like. How how long did you pick before you picked up a camera? Before you know, when you were in that world, how long did it take you to realize? Oh my God, actually, this is quite photographic. This is amazing because it doesn't exist, right? You'd, I've never seen it before anywhere. Like, no. You know, no, not. I think that there's some similar. I I'd like to think there's a few out there that just need to be found. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I took me a while. It took me a few years because I I was I think I graduated from art school in 2000 and I moved to London in 2001 and I was quite a typical art student. So the building sites were um, alien to me. Uh, and not only that, but I was sort of like styled myself as a conceptual artist. Like, so I really didn't get my hands dirty. <laughs> yeah, that must have been really, because that's quite, it's quite a masculine yeah. alpha male dominated yeah, world, yeah. I was, right? I was, yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was shocking. Like, um, I, I was terrified going <laughs> in, you know, and, and the first couple of years, I could get along with people, but I wasn't comfortable. And then I just got more comfortable. And I, I always had a little camera because I'd walk to work. I'd walk from Camberwell to the East End because I used to live in Camberwell. And it was, it was like an hour's walk in the morning and the evening. And I'd take photographs on the way in, the way out. And, and I just gradually started taking photographs. I'd be Because I work in lots of old houses, like Georgian houses, and I'd uncover things and I'd, oh, I should take photograph that, and I never would. And I'd paint over it and go, well, it's gone now. You know, and so, oh, that's, that's a shame. And, um, and eventually I did start photographing it, and then sort of I started surreptitiously, surreptitiously photographing people around me as well and um and i just got got yeah gained a bit more confidence we became you know then then there's sort of a tight-knit group of people working together and yeah it was really nice it was it was yeah it was good uh, you, the way the way that you well you the way that you make books the things that you mm. collect from building sites how, how did that how did that idea evolve where did it come from that idea of collecting and making books well it's kind of two separate separate um projects so like i was saying when i was in university i didn't take photographs what i used to do was walk around the streets in dublin where i was studying and um it all came from a project 
I think it was 97 or something, and it was the last thousand days of the millennium. So I decided I'd pick up a piece of rubbish every day, one for every day, with an image on it, because I was I, I was really interested in, in sort of the value of images and image creation. And if you're going to create images, where will it fit into the sort of visual fabric of the environment? And And they were also disposable now, so... And through that, I started finding photographs. And I thought, oh, that's, that's more interesting. It was a lot more personal. And then I started finding negatives every so often as well. So I sort of started a project which became Days of Nothing, which was a collection of prints that I printed up from negatives I found on the street at various points. So the, all the... the so you have my building work photographs, my, my building site photographs, and you're also still working on the found objects. Like, um, so the handmade books are all pieces of paper and photographs I've picked up on the street. Um, that's losing ground. I'm jumping all over the place. No, no. What did, you, um, what did you study, David? I studied fine art. And I did a joint degree of fine art and art history. So I, I really, really liked sort of the sort of academic side of things. So I, I, was, I was very pretentious as a student. What medium were you working in mainly? Other than that, uh, photography. photography. Photography, yeah, yeah. Which, and I was in the sculpture department, which was in those days where you got lumped if you did sort of performance photography or video. But right. Yeah, my tutors hated it. They really did. They, they, <laughs> what, they just didn't respect photography as a medium, or they, they didn't like not, what you no, were doing? No, not really. They, and they didn't like my work either because I was, I was really into doing, looking into. So I, I like it was really student like uh, pretentiousness. So I was reading all this philosophy. So I was reading like contemporary. French philosophy like Baudrillard and Virilio and and I'd go I'd have a crit and I'd start quoting philosophers like you know, what do I do with that like you know it's, it's, <laughs> and they just can you not just make something and I'm going so so there was there's a group of philosophy de Bord, Society of the Spectacle and he they set up the Situationists. And part of their philosophy was a, a, a sort of relationship with the urban environment that involved just these, these sort of free walking through the city called the derive, which was basically you just sort of let your uh, subconscious choose where you go and what you do. And right. it's sort of documented in various ways. It was all a bit, yeah, an element of the absurd to it, which I, I really liked. And that's, that's sort of psychogeography, which you hear a little more about it than uh, the situationists. How, how do you feel about all that stuff now? Um, I really, I still really like it, but I, I, I wish I could spend as much time reading about it as I used to, because I, you know, I, I really struggle, sort of, you know, sitting down and, and reading philosophy and it, yeah, it's it's sort of, I read the same page four times, and it it's like, pretty heavy yeah. going, right? Yeah, yeah. And if I'm commuting on the train, it's just like no, it's not, it's not <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Watch a couple of TikToks I mean, instead. It, it, it looks good on the train, like to be sitting there, sort of, you know, 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, impressive, impressive. Yeah, impressive. But I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not taking any of it in, and God knows what I'm thinking of. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, no, I, I, I still really like it. But you've, you've got a big love of Japanese photo books as well, haven't you, David? Yeah, yeah, that's that behind me. That's my Japanese collection. Wow, look yeah. at that collection. Have you got? Have you got a favorite? Favorite? There's, there's, it changes. Lots, lots of different ones. I really like Masatoshi Nato, who was a folklorist and took photographs. Um, let's see. That's a big bookshelf, isn't it? <laughs> That's impressive. So, so this is Masatoshi Nato. Okay. And and he researched folklore in Japan. And this this book is called Baba. I think the full title of it was was rather derogatory. Um, old hags leap out, or something like that. Right. <laughs> and it's a, it's about old. Oh, it's the northern part of Japan, the old traditions. And yeah, I, I, I really love his work. Um, really strong black and white. So he uses a flash. So you got... Like oh, wow, it's so stark. Yeah, yeah, really, really stark. And it, it's it's sort of like portraying that in-between in between worlds. Mm. Oh, yeah. I really like this. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's those sort of in between worlds of the. He also did like cityscapes as well. He did he did did cities in the same style, sort of, sort of Tokyo. But yeah, where, where um, did the, where did the love begin for these Japanese photo books, David? Where did it where did it start? Where was the fire lit? In in um, when 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 I was in Dublin studying, and like I say, my tutors didn't like my work, and I have strong suspicion they didn't like me particularly either. <laughs> So I used the one thing uh, I studied at the National College of Art and Design in Dublin, and um, they had a really good library. So I used to spend ages in the library, and they used to have a shelf of of, like the new books coming in, and I I just used to go up there, sort of, and just spend yeah, go through the books. And I was doing the project on found photographs on negatives and I, was, I really liked all the scratches and the out of focus and the accidental frames within it and I came across a book um, uh, this one the catalogue Daido Mariama's yeah um great yeah. dog it was it was a catalogue for the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art show in 97 and it just, I, I was just amazed by it. I just loved it so much when I saw it. It was it was one of those uh, almost visceral sort of responses to work you get, you know, when you when you, you sort of, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it takes your breath and you're like, oh, but what is this sort of, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and it started from there, so. There's something yeah. about the accidental frames that you were mentioning a second ago that you get in Japanese photo books that mm. I just don't see in any other... Lane. Well, uh, can I, can I, it's interesting you should say that because I was watching um, a William Klein documentary last night and uh, he was, he was saying how Dado Moriyama has been copying him for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh my God, this guy's been copying me for 40 years. What are you on about? 
yeah, I would never have yeah, thought that's I, I mean, his his books were really influential to, to Mariama. They had that exhibition in the Tate, the Klein Mariama show, which was really good. I didn't see uh, it, but yeah. That, that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I scary now. These things like, oh, yeah, that was a couple of years ago, and it turned out <laughs> probably 15. But yeah, it was... It was it was really and the, the resemblance between the work was was yeah it's similar started. isn't it yeah yeah really similar I, I, the, the the emphasis was well I don't suppose because William Klein's work really came out in book form as well I was going to say mm-hmm. that like the, um, the the thing about Japanese books and. Is, is that there was no real culture of prints, like photographic print sales or in, in Japan. So it was all about the book. Mm. So most, of, like a lot of the prints you get, like the, the vintage prints that you'll get, say, like in um, Michael Hoppen's gallery in London or something like that, there'll be work prints that were made for the books. And, mm. and some of them were just lost, like uh, Mariama's famous book, uh, Sashinyo Sayonara, Bye Bye Photography. They, they thought all the prints were lost for that and the negatives, but he found them again. But yeah, that, that was quite recently, you know. So, it, yeah, so it's, it's, it's quite... They're very the, philosophical the, as well, right? The Japanese mm. photographers. They're very what, sorry, Dan? Philosophical. I can see that link between David's work and... And like I can see that in the love of the Japanese photography, they're it, they're really philosophical. When you listen or when you read their interviews, they they do. Reach is, it, back. Is, is this something of the craftsmanship in the making of the books as well? This trend, like that come across into your work. You know, that's that's what I was. Yeah, say, right? I, I think I think what 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 I like about it is is and what I try when when um, I make books. It, it, that the book isn't to illustrate a, a series of photographs that would hang on the wall. It's not, you know, it is the thing in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no other sort of. It's yeah. So, so is, it, is it equally is, is the book equally as important as the photographs? Like, does does one have more weight than the other, or do you think they equally the weight of each is is the same? If you know what I mean. I think it has to be symbiotic. I think, yeah. you know, it has. they have to work together. I mean, going back to um, the Situationists, they uh, published the Situationist International, which um, it was all collage and things. But what I loved was when they published it, the covers were um, made from sandpaper. Mm. So their idea, because they were sort of quite anarchic, and the, the the idea was that you put it on the shelf, and so when you put it in and took it off the library shelf, it would eviscerate the books beside it. <laughs> That's such a great idea! Isn't Didn't it? the Velvet Underground do that as well? They could have done. <laughs> it's such a great idea. I love, it's like it's like the Banksy thing when they somebody bought their artwork and it self destructs. It starts shredding itself, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But they fucked up because it stopped halfway down, which probably makes it even more valuable than when it started. Well, so, I, so, so they just jammed up the shredder when they got it behind. Where was it? Uh, it was Sotheby's. Sotheby's, yeah. I think when they got it behind, they disconnected the shredder in such a way that it could never be restarted. So the artwork hanging out the bottom probably adds more value. That's because mad, then it becomes it? a performance as well as the piece. 
Oh yeah, I, I think I think it was a performative piece. I, I think they were all in on it. I think there would be, you know, a lot of, you know, I, I mean, I can't imagine going to Sotheby's and saying, "Oh, here's the print. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, what's it framed in? Oh, it's framed in a shredder." <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I presume they had to plug it in as well. Do you know? No, I think uh, it had a battery. So, uh, what I heard was. Um, Somebody on the inside must have been in on it because mm. normally they would have taken it out the frame to check the authenticity. Yeah, and yeah. the frame was hella deep because it had a shredder inside of it. But yeah, yeah. Like, apparently it was like hooked up to a a mobile phone that would trigger it, but it was running off of a battery or something. Yeah. But yeah, crazy, very very yeah. clever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I won't. <laughs> I won't uh, dispute that. I just be, I, I just dispute that it was a shock to anyone in Sotheby's. Yeah, there must have been somebody. Oh, else oh, the another oh, twenty no. million on the price. Yeah, <laughs> 20, Oh no, you mean we're going to be? They're going to write about this in the papers? Yeah, <laughs> this canvas is very heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think of a battery and everything. Yeah, that must have been crazy. Mm. What else do you do, David? Do, do you, is there anything else you do to unwind? Other than the photography, do you like what music do you like, David? Are you 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 into music? Yeah, I I, I do listen to a lot of music, but but it changed. And um, I've I've always been into sort of Motown and soul, and and then it sort of flips and flops. And yeah, I'm sometimes folk it depends really. You know, okay. I, I go through phases. I was listening to a lot of the B-52s recently, which is neither of those, which is helpful. Interesting. The B-52s? Yeah. Is, yeah, that love, yeah. is that the a love shack? Is that the one? Yeah, they... I really don't like that song. <laughs> it's not so, me too. <laughs> I Rock that Lobster, song. the earlier ones. <laughs> okay, Rock okay. Lobster and Dance This Mess Around. I, I, I had a vision of it and you you dancing along to... It's no. a love shack. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 that, that, that song... That song uh, yeah, that that brings me out in a rash. <laughs> um, so can I can I ask you? I mean, uh, what's what's so you you make the books, but, but I suppose what what's 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 the thing that drives you to make the work? What's the what's the thing that what's the what's the reason behind it? I suppose. What, well, what? I'm not I'm not sure a hundred percent, but it's it's obviously like it's it's a very strong compulsion because. I've been very um, unsuccessful at it for a long time, but I keep on doing it, you know, so it's not a reward. Do you, do you feel you're getting more successful as you age? Is, no, is it, not really. No? No, really? A little bit. Little bit. No. I, I mean, there's depend. you know, it's, if you say uh-huh. success, like, I mean, what do you mean? Do I think I'm making better work now? I think, I hope so. I, I suppose another, I, so I suppose... I, I was, you know, I was going from the point of maybe because you self-publish magazines to begin with, right? Yeah, and you, yeah. And you've yeah. gone from self-published to be published. So how was mm. that journey? How does that? How does that sort of? Is was once you once you somebody say, oh yeah, actually, David, I want to make this book with you. Do you think? Yes. I know. Well, <laughs> that yeah, no, that that's really lovely. Actually, that happened once. Okay. With Salt and Pepper, Salt and Pepper Press, the first book, um, if you can piss was uh, a friend of mine so i i had i was um who had a had a he's a very good friend of mine um he's part of the design 
company, Yanutsi Smith. And we've been friends for a long time. And, and he, he said, oh, well, well, we'll publish it on, on our imprint. Um, but I pay for it. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, so I, I pay for yeah. it. With your soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was so, there any no, pushback no, on the name? My, sorry? Was there any pushback on the name? Because it's taken no, from the, no. if you can piss, you can paint, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's that, that again is sort of a bit, a bit of a journey because I, I made a handmade book where I, I printed up the photographs myself in the darkroom and pasted them into an antique book. Um, and th- that was called Erfrahung, I think is how you pronounce it, which is, again, from philosophy, sort of, uh, phenomenology and hysteria and uh, it was it was so pretentious and, I love uh, how it moved from that to if you can piss yeah yeah if you can piss <laughs> and and it, yeah it was real but it was it was th- that kind of thing of of making the work pretentious was a sort of kickback from me because I was still sort of these two aspects of, of of my identity on the one hand the artist on the other and the painter and decorator were, were sort of in conflict so I was a painter and decorator but I, I was there going but I'm not I'm an artist so I want people to know I'm an artist and I'm, go- I'm going to make sort of re- uh, books with with the uh, obscure titles and then I it, that kind of dwindled, and I just—I suppose I reconciled it and just said, "Well, that's no point." Like you know, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, yeah. I think I became a lot more comfortable with the idea of of yeah of not being too het up with with that identity. Um, I really like it. That kind of letting yeah. go of yeah. I guess what you described earlier is like the pretentiousness behind the art. I really like that you just got to the place you're like, fuck it, this is part of who I am. I'm just going to embrace it and put it out. Yeah, I think... Sorry. I just, I was just going to say, it takes a bit of time for that maturity to set, to set in, doesn't it? As, as especially as boys, as men, yeah. you maybe don't don't mature as as well. I didn't anyway, as quickly as as girls and. I think sometimes that self-realization takes it's a journey, right? It takes a while for you to get to that point of realizing that you yeah. have been a, been a bit of a dick. But I think it takes. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think I was being a bit of a dick. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> clearly you do, Paul. <laughs> no, no, I'm only joking. No, but but you're you're right, and I think it's not that I think either that you know that the work has to be simplistic i think that can still be complex and have like very strong motivation but i don't think you need to sign or i don't need to signpost it anymore yeah because it's it's there for the viewer to get if they want to or if they you know it's it's um yeah it's it's you just have to leave it open to to interpretation and and not try to steer it too hard yeah but, yeah but yes yeah, it, was, it was it was it was definitely a sort of insecurity on my part that's something i've struggled with myself is like i i don't want to hold people's hand through things if that makes sense Like i'd much prefer that people just decided what they felt about something rather than 
kind of go out of my way to describe what I really meant. So I really struggle when people ask me what my intention was with certain things. You just, I I could sit and try and describe to you, but it's never going to quite match up to how I actually felt at that moment. So you just kind of end up thinking like, oh, well, whatever, whatever you think of it is right. I'm not out here trying to explain things to people. Yeah, I, I think I think there's lots of different ways of working, and and I, I personally, I you know, I can do things that are, start very much with a concept, and I work from that. I'll, I can work very intuitively as well, and then in retrospect, you look back at work and go, oh yeah, I can I can see what I was thinking at the time, although I would have found it difficult to articulate then. But yeah, yeah, and I think it's it's like um, it's what. Umberto Eco called the open work. It was always open, has to be open to interpretation. So you have to let the viewer in to sort of finish the work. You know, yeah, they yeah, yeah. you know, they they process it. They think, you know, I, I I don't like going to museums and, and galleries where the the interpretation is heavy-handed and tell you how you should be feeling. Do you know it says, oh, this painting makes the viewer sort of give them a sense of dread. And I said, oh no, actually this this little signpost has given me more dread than the paintings. Sorry, Paul, are yeah. we getting a bunch of noise from, from yeah, the Yeah, sorry, I've got, I've got my wife outside. We've, uh, we've got the painters and decorators in, ironically, this week, David. You poor and, uh, man. <laughs> and that's why I'm in my, my son's bedroom on my... Uh, oh, yeah. This are is Paul's taking, bedroom. He's, they, he's lying. Yeah. <laughs> my bedroom, yeah. My wife sends me here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are they taking photographs? <laughs> I have actually been taking photos, actually. Brazilian Vando, lovely man. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going hopefully they've gone. Have they gone? No, I think, I think we're good. I think we're good. Okay. It was just for a second I could just hear them. Nearly four o'clock, you must have locked them in. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We work them hard in Wandsworth. We do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, boy, it's a bit harder. Come on. <laughs> oh, I'm not unlocking the door. <laughs> You're not leaving until it's dark. <laughs> Apologies, mate. Sorry. Didn't mean to sidetrack us there. I just... No, no. You could just hear well, I was in, You were in the flow, Dan. We were in the flow. Yeah, we were. We were. We were. And now I've fucked that up. Um, <laughs> David, so but, you were introduced to me, um, well, your work was introduced to me uh, via our, our mutual friend, Edward, Edward Thompson. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know him. Do you not? Do you not? No, no, no. He's, 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 I think he's in Gravesend, somewhere like that. Yeah. I, I knew a mutual friend of him who was Lewis Bush, who I knew very well, who I know very well in London. Yeah, right. I read, an, I read an article that Lewis wrote about your work only this morning, actually. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I, did, I did a course at Lewis, Lewis one of his oh, courses. Oh, yeah. yeah his storytelling yeah. courses. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So are we? I, I was. Me and Dan were having a discussion about um, stuff and how stuff. I mean, by stuff, I mean the the stuff that builds a photo book and the details and the context. So for for you, it would be the things you find, but how mm. that that enriches it, right, and makes it a richer viewing experience, uh, even texturally, even from you know, I I, I I'm I'm one for texture in photo books. I really like mm. pa- different paper types and. And, and in real life, right? You're just into texture generally. Yeah, I just like texture. Well, they're not in my food, though, ironically. I, I, right. I, no, pasta ugh, it sends me off on a... I remember oh. being on a shoot with you, Paul, where you had your hand in a bowl of rivets. And you what? wouldn't stop. There was like a bowl of rivets 
on on a on a shoot we are on together, and you wouldn't stop putting plunging your hand into this giant bowl or jar of rivets, and. Every time I turned around, you just had your hand in. You were just looking at me like you've been caught <laughs> doing something you shouldn't be. You'd be like, oh my god, this is the most amazing thing ever. But I think no, that, but, I, but that maps so, on to you, doesn't it? For like art, so you yeah, look at things and papers and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but I think like I'm very new to Japanese photo books. I'm like you know I've loved photo books for a long time, but I'm slowly beginning to understand and look. And I bought one that you recommended, them Vortex. By uh, mm, uh, I, yeah, yeah, it was mind blowingly good. Like I, I just the paper. What is the paper he uses? Do you know what the paper he uses in that book? Because it's not. It's like it just blows me away. Does he photo? Does he Photoshop his work or not? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, he I does. Think, does he? I think he does. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's incredible. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. No, I, but but I I agree with you. Um, it's it's what I wanted. What I, coming from an art background and sort of moving into photography and loving photo books, what I missed about them was the textures and tactile quality of books. You know, I, I, because we all love the monographs and the, you know, what, what would be categorized as like the books published by Mac now and they're pristine and they're lovely. And that's, that's sort of the, you know, if, if you imagine publishing a photo book, that's what you have in your mind, but th there's so much more There's you know, and that's why I was using found paper because it was dirty and ripped and torn and, you know, it wasn't, and because I, I collect, and, well, you know, vintage books as well, there's so much emphasis on, you know, a condition like a mint or, or very good or poor or rubbish, you know. And, and so the idea of something that starts off absolutely trashed, I really liked, you know. So, yeah. And I started off just, like I was saying, when I was working, I had a small camera and I'd take photographs on my way to and from work and I'd pick up paper and at the end of the year I, I matched them together bits of found paper and and photographs no reason really but it was there's something satisfying about it knows that you you handle it rather than the photographs rather than put them on a wall how would you, you match get... them by like chronologically how you found them or would you match them by I, I, like, aesthetics aesthetics really so so it ended up in a box like this which uh, i found in a bin as well it's an amazing I'm walking to work and i would i would just have so there'd be sorry like just this one and and it's just a box and you sort of sift through it and there's one of a of a there, there's like a paper airplane with a photograph taken out of the... Oh, I, like I think that. that's flying into Waterford, actually. Are, are you a family creative, David? Do you have, do, 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 does, does it run in your family, or is it...? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But, like, I mean... Um, this one, I, I quite like. Uh, there, it's like drawings. It's like a and building then, plan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's, like, a little maquette of a, of a building in, in a cardboard box outside anyway there wasn't yeah museums and stuff 
they, there weren't, weren't my brother's an architect so he's he's you know very into visual things but my parents my mom used to paint a bit but not much but but she encouraged us a lot so I think that that made a big difference yeah, yeah but not not a huge sort of like background like no no artists in my family um yeah. and and my parents like very supportive but yeah they didn't really get what I was doing after a while in art school and it all became a bit weird and do they get it now no well, no, no. No, they don't. They, they, you know, they're happy. I suppose that the, yeah, no, not really. It's a weird one, isn't it, with parents? It is. Yeah, I know yeah. that my father the other day, uh, just after myself and Paul had finished recording one of these podcasts, um, my father had phoned my much better half, Tanya, mm. and said, like, oh, is Dan in? She was like, oh, he might have missed your call because he's just recording a podcast at the moment, but I think he'll be due to finish any minute now. Straight away, he was like, what's a podcast? Yeah, <laughs> I had this like surreal conversation with my father. It's like like a radio show, uh, you know, kind of, kind of like talk radio, but but not. It's a bit weird. Mm. Yeah, so it's a funny conversation to try and kind of show people what you're doing, particularly when they know you as somebody else. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think sort of if if you like you you study art or you go to art school, you know, you're given a whole big context to place yourself within that. Whereas if you're on the outside, again, like I was talking about people I work with, they've, they don't have that context. Right. You know, of, of, um, they of just where exactly weird, right? to place you. Yeah. yeah. And, and then not, not the people I work with aren't very interested in it and you can't sort of force you can't them. Make them. I can't set up a, some sort of like a, Salon at lunchtime and and so. Do you think you could ever make work that they'd be interested in, or do you think that's that's almost pointless? I I don't I I, I don't really go in for that sort of idea. Uh, I I think it's I don't see <laughs> I don't think it's going to enrich their lives particularly if they don't want you know if they're not interested you know I, I think that's fine they've got it their anything, they've right? got their interests it's like and. The danger might be that they want they'll start making me watch football or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, the with, torture. With pro quo. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be torture, but it's like, oh look, I've, I'm already trying to remember all these Japanese photographers' names. Like, you know, it's like kind of football players on top of that. Yeah, pushing out precious pin numbers. Yeah, exactly. That easily happens. So so yeah, I don't. I don't think. I, I think it's really important uh, for people to, if they can be or if they want to be, to be creative. But I don't. I don't think it should force people, or or you know, or that it's it's a, it's any sort of. I, I certainly don't judge anyone, you know, because they're not into. Right. It's or, not for everyone. No, Have you got no. any any young people around you, like uh, like? Any kids, uh, nieces, nephews? I got, I got a niece. Yeah, yeah. How old's your niece? I think she's seven. Seven. Do you see any of these behaviours in her? Oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they all like it's it's um, you know they they love drawing and and painting and and doing things like that. But I I don't know. I mean, where that comes from, I don't know. And and why sort of. I didn't, why some people keep on going. 
is is it's a huge question but yeah and and I have to say sort of till I was till I went to art school I, I didn't really have much, I just knew I wanted to go there but I didn't have a you know growing up in in sort of a small part of Ireland I didn't have much of an idea about contemporary art or photography or anything like that so. how did you discover it then to go to university there must have been something as you were finishing your school career that made you think this is possible yeah well ireland was was very different at the time as well and um it was it was free so it, <laughs> go to art school which, which you know I, I think is as it should be like um totally yeah you know, because you know, to me, if if I said no, I think people people um, should have to pay to go to art school or university. It'd be like me pulling up the ladder behind me, you know, and absurd, ridiculous, and and I don't think I would have done it if I had to pay for it. Certainly, I I would have known a lot more about it before I went. But I suppose I read the prospectuses, and I, I mean, they were works of fiction at the best of times yeah yeah so wait you didn't you didn't have that fascination with contemporary art before you went to to university that happened once you got there yeah yeah and and it was it was a real revelation to me it was it was just amazing um and I, i think that's as well where my relationship with books comes from as well because um, I, I did a, a diploma, a fine art diploma in Waterford, which is my hometown. And it was like, after being very unhappy in school, going to this small art school in Waterford and just meeting like-minded people, it was, it was so amazing. And again, there was, there was no access to art as such. Um, and so... I'd look at books and magazines, and that's how I used to find sort of what I was interested in. Um, and and I, I think that's 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 why I still sort of really stick to books, is is because that's how I engaged with art. And then conceptual art, on top of that, was because it was the idea, sort of a physical proximity to the work, wasn't really important. So I didn't feel as if I was really missing out being in Ireland, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, I I could still engage with the work and there was still that sort of aesthetic appreciation for an idea. Um, It took me a while to get conceptual art. But I think when I was younger, I just wasn't mature enough. I just didn't understand. I mean, obviously, I still don't fully understand all of it. But before, it was just like... I. I just see any of it, and it just went so far but, over my head. It wasn't until far it, later it's, in life. It, it's just your interpretation, though, right? You've just—it's got to be your interpretation. I mean, even if even if there's a piece of writing on the wall that tells you you should be thinking this way, isn't it? I always like—it's taken me a long time, but fundamentally, like you said earlier, what the the, the open? What was it like? There was this guy. Open that, work. Yeah, open, I think this, work. There's, some, there's definitely truth to that, isn't there? That mm. oh yeah, I, I, you don't have you know you don't have to like it you know you don't it's just yeah there's lots of stuff I don't like there's lots of lots of like you know the big big name photographers I don't like it's not because their work isn't bad it's because it just doesn't doesn't do it for me it's just Mm -hmm. not my taste like so there's no you know it's not a judgment 
on, you know, it's, it's a purely subjective idea. And yeah, so how do you come to, to a, a, your own style? It's like looking at what you like or finding things you like and taking bits of that and applying it. And when you're, when you're a student, you're sort of emulating or copying what you see and you think you like, and it's a bad copy. But there might be something in that bad copy that is more attuned to how you feel, which is, you know, the kernel of your own personal work or development, which I think yeah, is, yeah. you know, great. So yeah, yeah. that little and, that little seed, and, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little little seed. <laughs> I like the way you said Li- little seed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> little kernel. But but yeah. It's it's all right. yeah. So yeah, there's lots of things I'm trying to think. I've lost my train of thought there. I do that as well, David. It's all right. I love, like Daniel is usually the resurrector on you, Dan. Are we getting at the point now where we're pretty much ready to start having a chat about shout outs? See what yeah, everyone's yeah. been enjoying this week. Yes, please. You can go first, David O'Mara, because you know. Oh uh, well, I, I've I've got some books that I really mm. like, and you've got, you've got more than a few books, mate. <laughs> you've got loads of books. <laughs> It's that time of time of year when everyone's sort of bringing out these lists of books. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that from, I'll, I'll stick with the first one, Japanese, and this, this series of books I really like. It's by a Japanese photographer called uh, Kuroko Komatsu, and she made these little handmade books, and they're really difficult to to see. So that's it. But it's printed on graph paper, so there's there's sort of two things that. They look almost black. Oh they my do. God, yeah. Yeah, they do look. But when, when you hold them up to the light, you can see sort of there's, there's two, like oh, two images. Shit. You can actually see that in the camera. Other. Oh my yeah. God, that's mad. I can see, what is that, like a window? It's so dark, but yeah, I can kind of see it. Yeah. It's, and they're, they're just, as objects, they're really nice because. So, Whoa. That's mind blow, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That so, is so um, clever. And she's she's made this is like there's four volumes, and they're all sort of these like industrial areas in in Osaka and Tokyo. And the thing I really like them is, is you have to be holding the book to get it. You know, it doesn't reproduce. You know, it's it's just a really lovely little object. And you've got to reveal something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and it's. it's it, yeah, I just, I just really like and just the way the whole thing sort of comes together. Um, and then I, I did the Bound Art Book Fair in in Manchester, and it was just really nice seeing so many great little publishers in the UK. Um, this is Phil Hill. Have you do you know Phil Hills? Books? No, I don't. I don't know. Un, Phil unreliable Hill, no. narrator, and this, I really like. There's lots of tipped in. Like ripped photographs. Um, oh, I see. There's actually a darker line where the photograph is, so it looks like they've yeah, been yeah, in. yeah. I'm sorry, my that's really cool. Yeah, it's a really nice little book, um, and that that's published by. I'll have to check that. Would you do us a favor, David? Could you yeah. send over these so just to make sure I get the spelling right? And I'll, oh, I'll yeah. link these up in Stanley, the show notes. So. Stanley James Press. Stanley I've, I've James. 
Yeah, yeah. And they had a little um, little uh, negative wallet in the back with a, with a strip of negatives. <laughs> Such a cool uh, idea. Yeah, yeah. Really nice. Uh, so that's Stanley Crane. And the other one was Zone 6. Have you heard Zone 6? Are they a publishing no. company? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's so many great publishers. Yeah, what was the fair that you went to again? What was it called? The Bound, Bound Book Fair. Bound Art Book Fair. Okay. We're run it, by Village Books. Okay. Um, and what, once a year that is, David, is it? Or? Yeah, yeah, Manchester. It's really, really good. And and this is uh, Robbie Spotswood. Um, I just want to stay home. Um. And just like, lots of nice photographs between uh, the UK. That's, that one's magic. That one looks yeah. pretty cool. And that U- between the UK and Accra in in Ghana, I, I'd, I'd recommend that as well. Like really beautiful. Okay, well, it looks like we're doing a road trip to Manchester next year. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Folium were there as well, which is another really good. Can I just ask good, one quick question before we move hmm. on to Paul Shao? Hmm. Where do you find it? Because you've got some seriously deep cuts in your collection. Uh, where are you finding this stuff? It's amazing. <laughs> Which ones? Well, like, just like... Generally, because you're coming up with names that I've never heard. Oh, and, well, I... Like we, myself and Paul, we, you know, not that we're particularly well read, but, you know, we've heard a lot of the names <laughs> Speak for that yourself. people... We, we've heard a lot of the names that people come out with. And I don't know, mm. other than Dado Moriyama, like, I don't think I've mm. heard of a single person that you've mentioned today. Like, how do you find this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I, I spend like um, I, I mean in terms of Japanese I really go looking do you know it's yeah, it's, uh, yeah I spend help. a silly silly amount of time and and that's part of it as well that's you know it's it's a bit of the like Have hunting you, things down but where are you looking <laughs> oh, on on oh, on online um, Japanese auction sites there's Japanese I know Japanese sellers. That deal with there's lots of lots of like Made in Wonder. Do you know Made in Wonder? No, Made in Wonder. I, yeah, yeah. I, I know Made in Wonder. They're, they're, have you ever been to Japan, David? Have you ever no, been out there? No. No. Would you like to go? Is, is, would it be on no? Your, no, they're really not. <laughs> I know. I would do. I would do. But I, I, I think <laughs> why? Why? They know why would you want to go, man? You miserable old Irish man. You can tell you must be touching fifty, man. Have you, have you, you seen? Have you seen the food? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sushi, what's wrong with you, man? Some raw fish? Raw fish. fish. <laughs> Don't eat raw fish. Now <laughs> <laughs> so you can find a Guinness over there. <laughs> yeah, I bet you, you can't find a Guinness. What do they, the, no they call the Christian Island? Tatoes, don't they? They call them tatoes. <laughs> no, no, I would, I would really like to go, but... Um, but I don't think I'd buy books if I was there. I think that's kind of it's. It's like when when I do go on holidays, it, it's like going into a museum and and looking at Andy Warhol paintings or something. Kind of, well, I could be in London doing this, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it's yeah. No, I would do. I'd I'd, I, I'd like to go. So do you, do you do you schmooze the book network, David? Are you like are you are you um are you a schmoozer? <laughs> No, not at <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> but are there book fairs that you go to in the UK that you like apart from that one? Are there any others that you, you would recommend or not, no? 
I, I think they're all really good to go to. But I, the, the thing I find, like, say, with um, I, the Bristol, I, I was at Bristol as well. That was, like, I had a table at Bristol, and that was really lovely, a bop. Yeah, and that, that's really good. That that was, but but I find there's too many books, and and I get a, a, a too overwhelming. Much, yeah, it's a yeah, bit yeah, overwhelming, yeah. From, and it, it's yeah, picking them up and putting them down and picking them up. You know, it's no, yeah. And I, it's, I've gone it's, to Paris Photo a few times as well. And I found the same thing. That it, yeah, it's just way too overwhelming for me, sort of. Yeah, because I feel like a book is quite an intimate thing, isn't it? Right? Don't yeah, you? And, yeah. and when there's crowds of people, it feels almost perverse mm. that like. It's the same when I'm taking pictures. I hate anybody watching me take a picture. It's yeah. like I, I get, why are you watching me, dude? <laughs> particularly, particularly if you're a book fair, not only are you looking at the book, but it's probably the person's book behind the table. <laughs> yeah, so you've got yeah, a kind yeah. of <laughs> nod along. Yeah, 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 this is so, really good. Oh, this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> and you're oh, like, and you're there right, awkwardly but... sitting like, just yeah. nip back. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the worst thing in the world as well to be See, that person, to be the artist and look across the table at just the look of complete is it uncomfortable. I would feel really uncomfortable. It even is. Though... It is. It is very uncomfortable. I, 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 see, I, I have, even I now, been... I'm coming out in like hives. Yeah, you pour <laughs> your heart and soul into this thing, and you just get. Like, like there's somebody just flicking through it like yeah. in about yeah. four seconds and they're like, no, it's not my cup of tea, mate. And then just fuck off. It's amazing. It's, oh, um, my God. You, you, you sit there basically with an, with an escalator full of people with their sort of disappointed looks going past your table. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm never going to yeah. do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> my, I think you have to my body temperature has really, just gone they, up by five are... degrees. <laughs> they're they're good fun they're really fun actually you know and they're nice and you always meet nice people and sure you know um yeah that's the thing most people are kind right on the whole yeah yeah and it's it's only that you know again it goes back to yeah they're not interested like so so what yeah yeah it doesn't doesn't matter right i don't know I, i don't know man because i i don't care that there are people that aren't interested in what i'm doing but I don't. Mm. I don't want to convey about all of them standing in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's it's, loads of them it's out kind there, of but heartbreaking, isn't it? Like it's like it's, it's soul destroying in a way, isn't it? Doesn't it? Like each one that walks past and says, "It's a bit shit." <laughs> <laughs> they don't even need to say like. No. They don't need to say anything. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. It's it's Abbott. You know, it's. Like it's I'm, part of it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're all, all generally, they're all very nice. And um, yeah, you just, yeah, it's good fun. And you can have a laugh at it. My primary school teacher told me that I should never use the word nice because it's the most nondescript word in the English language. That's horseshit. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, what does nice mean? And, and also, I'm just going off on a really ADHD tangent here, but I was I'm watching another doc- documentary about Stephen Shaw, and he was saying, if you ask anybody to hold a photo up in front of them and describe the photograph, everybody will describe something different. Like, they won't, like, there'll be, you know, they'll know, words never can surmise a photograph, doesn't matter how many words you use. Mm. Like, mm. If, if I held a photo of an apple up in front of us, we'd all 
is say, oh, it's a green apple on a table or it's... I'd say it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. I'm gonna, One of your five a day. It's a nice, it's nice picture nice, of nice. That's how we can we can put this in Instagram. Nice David O'Mara, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that that comes back to what we were saying about the open work. Like it's what it's what they call the lacuna. So it's a gap between what is said and what is understood. And there's always a gap there that can't really be bleed, like bridged. You know, you'll never understand completely what someone is saying, sort of like the nuances of it. Yeah. And I think that's the same with the, with the, with the photograph. Yeah. I just think the world's such a complicated place. The whole universe is such a complicated place. You can't distill yeah, nice, all though. truth into, into one wife, anything. My wife never no. understands me, so I think that's all right. Nobody understands you, Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, shall I do mine? I'm going to do the one. Oh, yeah, you we're doing Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to do this that David made me buy because he wrote oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. How you wrote yeah. about it. I, I just how you eloquently wrote about it. It was really that amazing. Is a big old book. And it's amazing, though. It's, it's one of those books that is kind of it's really difficult to describe, isn't it? Like I really mm. like you did it. You did it really well. So I, I think I should just read what you wrote. But it's 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 for me. It's I like how he. Do you want to tell us what it is? Paul? It's, it, David, you tell him what it is, because I really feel I'll do a bad job. No, no, sorry, you haven't even said the name of it. You just held it up in front of the camera. Sorry, it's Vortex. And by, how do I pronounce his name? Kukiji Kawada, is it? Kukiji Kawada. Kukiji Kawada. I'm not pronouncing it right. Like (laughs) An Irishman and a Welshman trying to describe it. It sounds like the start of a joke, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But for me... Uh, it, there's a chaos, there's an energy to it. Like, mm. there's just, you just feel, uh, you know, I mean, in in maybe, and this is because of the photo books I've looked at, but in in maybe Western photo books, it feels that it's a lot more, um, what's the word, traditional white pages, you know, mm. and 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 it's, it's, everybody is like, especially in the documentary world where it's, you know, a lot of it is untouched and these photographs coming straight out of the camera, where this feels like it's it's his brain. I'm going inside his brain almost. I feel like it, it's just, it feels neurotic. Is that, is that right? Mm. Just energy in it. And it's, yeah, I love it. I just, again, I just keep, and I love the paper as well. I don't know what it's printed on, but. Yeah, the, it's, it's really nice paper. But. Yeah, I, I I think it's mind-blowing. He's, he's in his 80s. Now. Is he eight, in his 80s? Yeah, yeah, he's incredible. Is this a recent so, book or is this a... Yeah, yeah, this is this is this year, 2022. Is he, so he's still working? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's, he's on Instagram. Does he does he work as, as v- v- I was going to say, what's the word, voraciously? Not voraciously. Voraciously? Wrong. Voraciously as Mar- Mariama or not? Does he, no. Is, does no. it work differently, slower? I think, yeah, yeah, works works very differently. Like Mariama, just, yeah. It's like Mariama, like everybody's like, you know, he's, I don't know, the Japanese Martin Parr or something. Is he like, is, is how is he, how is he, how is he in Japan? And is, is he respected in Japan or is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, how does he sit within the... The bastion of Japanese photographers. Is I, he... He's he, he definitely within the canon okay. of, of that group of group of. So he he was part of the provoke uh, group. Oh, okay. The collective, right? Was it a provoke? Collective? Yeah. So he's using a few collectives, but provoke was was the big one. And so yeah, yeah. He's 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 just yeah. He's 
Japanese photography. I mean, the Japanese photo books to me feel more like a stream of consciousness. They feel mm. like it's, it's, it's much more... They're way less stuffy, right? It just feels like it's, it's much more visceral. It's, it feels like it's more real sometimes. Um, I really like... There's a few I really like. I like Ravens as well, that... Um, that. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Fukase, Masahiro Fukase. That's a yeah. mind-blowingly good book. I love that book. It is. Yeah, yeah. That that's that that is like that keeps on being voted as one of the best photo books of all time, and it's really fascinating that that book. Um, because... How it uses sort of metaphor mm-hmm. rather than than documentary. So so yeah, that that's that's quite incredible. I'm going to have yeah. such a ridiculous reading list after this. <laughs> um, some but of you, this can stuff, always, like, you can you can just pop round, like. And, yeah, yeah, you're only down the road from me. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely going to take you up on that, take you out oh, for a coffee. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I'm looking forward to it. And, Paul, remind me, I think I'm coming to you later this week. I've yeah. got a couple of... Um, a couple of zines. I think they're, like, called Tokyo Void or something. There's a collective of photographers all working in Tokyo. And... That Vortex book you just held up, they, they all look a little bit like that. They're really, really thick zines. Um, but they're yeah, really cool. Up. I'm going to bring much, them over to you. Do you know how much, how long he was working on this book? Is it is it over a course of years or is it weeks, months? I, I, don't, know. I don't know, to be honest no? with you. I don't, I don't know. Um, this, the other thing is, is the amount of work in it as well is kind yeah, of mind-blowing, yeah. right? The thickness of it is like... Yeah, it's a big book, isn't it? Oh, it's Void Tokyo. Sorry, I got it the wrong way around. It isn't Tokyo Void. Void. It's Void Tokyo. They're big books as well, aren't they? Well, yeah, I mean, there's two magazines there, but they're not not magazines like we think of them. They're they're really thick. So what 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 does the future hold for Mr. Omara then? What's 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 2023? You got books coming up? Anything? You making anything? Any public? I'm working on, on, um, yeah, I've got like, four or five sort of book projects at the moment that sort of and I pick some up and work on them. So I'm I'm doing some more of the handmade books at the moment. So found paper and found photographs and and some more of the 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 site photographs. So but yeah mostly found found photographs. At the moment, where, where do you find the photographs? Do you still find them in London? Do you go do you no. go at the odd time now, yeah. th- these are all just these are, are, are these are my sort of from my archive now. It's like a big box of photographs I've found um, along the way over twenty years, and yeah, just just sort of kind of want to get rid of them a bit, like you know, sort of put them in a book, <laughs> use them up. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I might go and dig out my old negatives and Polaroids and start dropping them around Strew just for David to go find. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> If if you'd let me know where and when they're going to, there's no fun in that, David. Come on, (laughs) it's a bit cold at the moment, you know. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah, no, that that would be good. I haven't found anything in a long time. The odd photograph. I've got to say, yeah, you don't. I mean, you don't really see printed anything anymore do you? Uh, outside of the photographic community, and obviously everybody's like they're precious in the photographic community, but. Yeah. I, you don't go to anybody's houses anymore and they're like, here's some pictures I took on holiday or or like, here's some Polaroid. You just, physical prints don't exist outside of what we do. The, fam- the family album has died, hasn't it? It doesn't exist, I think. 
And they, our generation has lost the family album in a way. Like I, my mum and dad have got like tomes of, you know, me growing up yeah. and my grandparents and like like just just loads of them. But we we just because we got became digital, it all became on our computers and our phones and our devices, and we kind of lose that physical connection to the photograph i think because i'm a little bit guilty of it as well though like i don't get me wrong i'm trying to print out albums and stuff now for for family but i'm still not printing out anywhere that, near as much like i'm not as prolific as my parents were printing but even that traditional sense of of like even if you make a print and you give it to them it, you I, I don't imagine you'd put it by a, a leather album and then start putting photographs in, into them, because they were precious, right? They, we have know, started doing that. Me and Tanya have started doing that as Christmas presents. Because I'm a student now, like, the the most valuable thing I can probably give someone is the work that I've made of my family. So, yeah, we are starting to do that now, but I haven't done that for a long time. Mm. We are doing I, I, though. We have, we've got a bunch of albums sat downstairs. I'm just trawling through our I mean, it was one of my favourite things, going to my grandparents' house on a Saturday afternoon and... There'd be some useless Columbo on the TV and I'd just pick up an old album and just look at the pictures, you know, and listen to something like Neil Neil Sedaka. <laughs> they used to keep everything as well, though, our parents. Like, even the missed shots, you'd get... In the album, you'd have this lovely picture of you as a kid and then the next picture would be your dad's feet and they're all blurry. they keep everything. <laughs> I don't know, maybe your parents didn't, but mine did. My, 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 my favourite photo I own of all time is of my dad on Christmas Day, he dropped a bowl of peas onto the floor and he's in a Christmas hat on his knees picking up peas. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite foot. Did your mum take it or did you take it? I took it. <laughs> you took it. How old were yeah. you? I must have been about nine or ten, I think. And you were immediately like, this <laughs> is a thing that we all want to remember. <laughs> I will. I remember my mother going, Robert, you stupid idiot. You can remember it. <laughs> <laughs> You're shouting at him, you know. Like... <laughs> oh, amazing. Amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. but you know, I've just realised I haven't done my shout out. Yeah, Dan, do yours before we leave. Um, mine, I haven't done this before, have I? I apologise to everyone if I've done this before. Um, I'm shouting out Philip Montgomery, American Mirror. Okay. Um, this is a book... So much like David, you said it when you were at uni, there was a shelf of the new incoming books. Mm. Well, Paul's got a shelf of his new incoming books as well. So every time I go to Paul's, I pick up the four or five books that are a new arrival since the last time I went there and I have a flick through. This was one of those ones that I picked up and I was like, oh, I need to buy this right away. So I did. Um, Philip Montgomery is a photojournalist. Uh, the entire book is black and white lots of just moments that he'd got to witness. It just looks like he was always in the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time, I guess, depending on which way you're looking at it. But the work is incredible. It's, I'm so inspired when I look through this book. It's just like the compositions of the thing and just how he managed to get this access and some of the really amazing moments that he caught are just incredible to me, particularly studying photojournalism at the moment. It's great when you get that sort of, you know, like it's, it's appreciate. You get a book, you appreciate it, and you know, oh yeah, that's a nice book. You put, but when you get one that actually inspires you and sort of yeah. makes you want to make more work, it's, it's like it's really amazing. It's, it's great in the best possible way. It did make me feel bad yeah. about myself, you know, like when you <laughs> when you just and you just like, why the fuck am I even bothering? Like, this, <laughs> yeah. this is next level stuff, and you just just sort of like scratch out his name, just like. 
Phil Bastard. <laughs> yeah, <you>. yeah. <laughs> Lucky fucker. <laughs> Just too talented. It's so easy to pin it down to luck, yeah. but the guy's, he's got yeah. chops. It's so mm-hmm. fucking good. Um, so yeah, Philip McGormy, American Mirror, amazing book, genuinely. Mm-hmm. If you can find a copy, because I had to look hard because I think I missed the first press. Da- um, David, because you're an academic, I'm going to leave you with this final question. Give me um, one tiny thing that brings you joy. Um, yeah, uh, probably tea. Tea? I, I, tea? Are you a yeah, big tea drinker? What, what, what's, what's your brand, David? Is it, is it Yorkshire tea? Are you a Tetley's man or a, no, I, or are you a posh I, tea? I've got a, I've, got a, I've got a tea for all moods. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're definitely posh tea. I can tell it. <laughs> no, no, actually, because Morrison's Morrison's um, fair trade is 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 quite nice, actually. But then when I get home after after a day's work, um, I I drink uh, green tea. I have. I, a, thought, I, have you, a I thought you were going to drop in a lapsang sushang there. No, thought... no, it's, it's a sencha, <laughs> Japanese sencha, and okay. I'm sure they'd be horrified. It's probably the equivalent. Of, uh, of builders, builders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The way I make it, it's like so strong. It's good, yeah, so yeah, but but yeah, tea. I, I, yeah, it's it's um, that's your thing. You're not a yeah. coffee guy. You're a tea guy. No, I haven't drunk coffee in probably thirty years. What? Yeah, I know. How are you awake? What fills <laughs> you? Uh, <laughs> well, it's it's like it's what. What time is it? It's half four, so, you know. Yeah. Basically, time's yeah. turn in now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My it's, days would be over before they started if I didn't have coffee, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. No. Um, um, if, if anybody's listening at the moment uh, and they want to catch up with the things you're doing, David, where's the best place for them to, to follow along? On Instagram, actually. I think, yeah, on, on Instagram is... is uh, my website is... Uh, Dumpster fire. Um, so I'm not keeping updated. Um, oh my god! Yeah. Well, we can give you a hand. Like, let's let's get your website updated as well, because your work's good <laughs> yeah, enough. It, it deserves to be like showcased in some yeah, way. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's something I would really like to do is is, is improve, and I have to do that. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely Instagram. I, I there's lots of posts there if you people want to go back. And, uh, yeah, and they can always, find you by searching either David O'Mara or at or Detritus Zine, one word? Yeah, Detritus Zine, one word. And yeah, yeah, that's that's the best way. Yeah, yeah. If you're struggling to spell Detritus Zine, like the way I would do because of my terrible dyslexia, mm. you can click on the show notes and I will make sure I put a link in there to, to David's uh, Instagram. Also, you can follow along with everything we're up to at the moment at Idle Hand Society. You're probably already there, but if you're not, come and give us a follow. I will try and link as much stuff as I can. David, I might need you to, to send us a message with uh, some of the <laughs> books you've now got on your table, just so I get the spellings and stuff right, because, yeah, I'm going to really, really struggle. Um, and we'll be back in a few weeks with another episode. Um, thank you so much, David. Honestly, mate, it's been oh, thank incredible. you. It was, it was, yeah, yeah. It was good fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you, Dave. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I look forward great. to taking you out for a tea soon. Oh yeah, mate, that'd be great. Yeah, anytime. I'm I'm sort of knocking around. So Merry um, Christmas, eh? Yeah, yeah, Merry Christmas. I'm actually yeah, there's there's um, a photo book club this Saturday. Is there? Mm. At Intra Arts in Rochester or yeah, 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 my neck of the woods. I saw that. Is that yeah, this Saturday? Yeah. 
It is, yeah, 11 o'clock. Very quickly, check my... Yeah, your uh, schedule. Are you still doing oh, weddings? I, I Yeah, I am. I'm, we're basically off-season now. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm around, Can actually. Get, huh? Go on, sorry, mate. Oh, give us, give us a shout, like, and if, if you're going... Yeah, I might actually. I thought I was going to be busy, but it looks like I'm actually available on on Saturday morning. What is it? Just like a few hours? Yeah, a couple of hours. Just just and bring a photo book or something, and yeah, yeah, to have a cup of tea. And there's Ricard will be there. Do you know Ricard, or you've come across? I, so I I know of Ricard. He runs the dark room in Rochester, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I don't know him, but I know of him. He's he's a really nice guy. He does really interesting web plate collodion photos there as well okay um, i might pop down then on saturday introduce yeah, myself yeah. to a few people and maybe you'll be you'll going be from cuxton from will you yes yeah yeah i'm in cuxton okay. i always tell people i'm in rochester because no one knows where the hell cuxton is no no i always tell tell people i'm in rochester because i don't want them to know i'm in strood <laughs> 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 oh paul i've got to take you to strood soon because you're yeah, okay it. what are you up to yeah. saturday paul uh, well, I was saying maybe I can come too. Maybe I'm thinking maybe I might I might be able to get a pass. You get the golden ticket. Uh, there's yeah. there's no train Saturday. Oh God! No, I'm not going to drive. From, you're not driving. I, I I only went in the car literally for 15 minutes today to, to go to the shops, and it took me like an hour and a half. Around Why is that? Was, because of the snow. Because the, the tubes are off, so everybody's in their car. Mm. Every bug is in the car. And it's like, it's hell. It's like, oh, my man. God. Maybe. All right, Paul, we'll catch up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul, I need to chat to you anyway, like, yeah. later on, and we'll work out what we're doing, because me and you are shooting later this week. But, um, but yeah, maybe. Maybe the two of us will pop down. But, um, mm. but yeah, if not, certainly I'll, I'll try and try and get out for at least an hour or two, David. So, yeah, I will, I'll catch yeah. you on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Drop us a message anytime. And, and like, obviously, Paul, if you're ever out this way, Always welcome to drop up. Thank you very much, David. I really, really appreciate your time. It was really lovely. No, no, I I enjoyed it. Thanks. Yeah, (laughs) enjoyed it. I won't listen to it back. I listen to all your podcasts. (laughs) This might be the one you skip. I hate listening to myself, though, so I know what it's like. It's torture. It's torture. Yeah. And I I hear all the sort of verbal tics and, you know, of of my own voice, and I I just can't bear it. So, you know. (laughs) You want to try and edit him. Their eyes, because I, I edit out a lot of minor problems as well. My heavy breathing. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> yes. But I gotta Paul's go. I gotta go pick. I gotta go pick yeah. my kids up. But I love you. Thank you. Thank okay. you so much. Cheers. And we'll speak soon, Dave. Take yeah, care. Yeah. Oh, by, by, by the way, I love. I love your work. Love. Uh, yeah, love. I really like that book you showed earlier as well. Uh, the, the the handmade one, with the, the, the family Japanese one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Parker, the best cat in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Yeah, inspired, David. I mean, I, I, you were the, you were the driving force behind that. So we like, do have a lot of conversations about you off air, David. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. honestly, you, you mate, must honestly, be burning. Honestly, <laughs> we like what you're doing. Big love, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Nice to meet you. Have a nice Christmas. Maybe you've had a speech before. Thanks, mate. Bye, mate. Bye. 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 Bye